You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, we got a fun show. We're going to talk about uh, uh, new shops, the the new shop we're building over, over here and the one that Goldberg's building and a couple of other cool things and uh, the return of of Goldberg's demon from uh, Saudi Arabia. But before we get started, our friends at uh, Geico, maybe you own your home or, or you rent your home. Either way, it could be a lot of work, but bundling your policies with Geico is super easy. They make it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around the home already. Just go to geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Carcast. I'm Matt, the Motorator DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. How are you, buddy? I'm chilling, man. Out in nature, uh, a little rainy day in Texas, you know. Yeah, I hear the yeah, birds yeah. chirping and ranch life <laughs> happening. Oh, I heard you got a. I saw. I saw your wife's uh, social media. I got a new member of the family. You got that. Got who, who, who? Who? Who now? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, another another four legged uh, Goldberg came into uh, into our lives two days ago. Yeah, yeah I saw the little horse, kind of not running around quite yet, but but uh, but wandering around. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she, she, yeah, she gets the, it, it's the Goldberg deal, man. She gets the horses, I get the cars. Yeah, you know, you know the <laughs> yeah. If it's a barn and you get a garage, right? Exactly. It all yeah. works out like that. Thank God. Thank all right. God. Well, everybody's what's happy. With, uh, what's up with you and uh, the hustle and bustle of LA now? With the restrictions being lifted, quote unquote, hopefully in the near future. And what's you know, the nine one one? I, I, I tell you, like, I, I've been talking to quite a few people about what's going on in their area and just to kind of get a feel for what's happening. And and it's feeling more like, I don't know, like maybe it's just, there's so many people in LA that you can't get everybody on the same page. And I think people are feeling a little like at their wits end right now, like uh, definitely a little stir crazy. And a lot of people feeling like they've got to work at some point. So you, you drive down the streets and, you know, the streets with a bunch of restaurants, Rodeo Drive, Santa Monica, you know, like Avid Kinney, all those stores are closed, but you walk outside, there's, there's people everywhere, right? There's still lines at the grocery store. There's cars all over the street. You know, the, the 10 freeway over here was already backed up uh, end of last week. Like people are people are going places, and maybe they're just going to different types of work. Obviously, just not not restaurants and stuff. There's all this talk of the you know the restaurants kind of struggling. Um, but uh, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of people out. I went. I was walking around my my neighborhood here, which is you know a bunch of houses and and tons of people out. Obviously, they're at home, right? So a lot of people are still at at home for, for the most part, but. I've never seen so many dogs get walked in my neighborhood all at the same time. Like dogs are loving it because their people are home all the time and kids are playing and they're on the sidewalk with the chalk and they're doing all their art and stuff and playing games and, and, and whatnot. So I don't know. It just seems like a lot of people are out and I, I, you know, we, we keep hearing about so many people possibly getting sick and I, I guess if you don't see it firsthand, if you don't know people uh, firsthand, then it's it's a little tough to kind of get you on board with it all the time. If you were taking care of somebody or you were sick yourself or something, then uh, I get it. But a lot of people around here, you know, the numbers are are, are pretty pretty high in LA of of people getting sick, but not compared to the millions and millions of 30 million or so people in, in the area, you know? So, uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm eager to, to, to get back out there and, and do what we do and, and, uh, and 
go out and get a steak. Like I want to sit down at a restaurant and get a steak. That would be nice. But in the meantime, I'm fine. I'll just sit here. Just do what we do from here. Yeah, it'd be nice if there was like a, an overall plan, you know. It's, I, I, I say it's right. like the, the day of indifference because I went out and took delivery of the demon, which we'll get into here in a little while. But, um, and yeah, man, it's packed. It's like, the, it's like there's more people out on the roads now. It seems like the, uh, the, uh, right around the corner, everything's going to open up again and everyone's trying to utilize their free time, quote unquote you know, as best they can before they got to go back to their responsibilities. You know, yeah. I, this is not a political forum by any stretch of the imagination, but like I said, it would just be nice if everybody was kind of on the same page. Yeah, you know? you're right. So, like like a, a plan would be helpful, um, would make a huge difference for everybody. Honestly, I think if there was a plan in place that made sense that said, you know, whatever, this is when things will get lifted. This is we're gonna, how, how we're going to start phasing it, at, you know, into action. Then people would obey the rules a little bit more. Uh, but right now, people are sort of desperate. And they don't know what they can do. So they're just trying to get around. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if you're just running around for no real reason, you, you're, you're going to the beach because you're fighting the man or you're, you're protesting about, I don't want to be locked down. And, uh, of course, the funny uh, photos that are going around of, the guy protesting that says COVID-19 is a lie, but he's wearing head to toe, like hazmat suit with a mask. I'm like, all right, buddy, if you don't believe it, why are you dressed like, uh, <laughs> you know, like you're working at a crazy lab or something like I, that part. I don't get, uh, yeah. well, what, what people, but it's all very confusing. Uh, actually the part that I participate the most in, in my world is, um, uh, other people in, in, in my space and in our space who are essentially freelancers in the entertainment world and things like that. And then in the automotive world, the writers and journalists and video producers. And uh, a lot of them are saying, Hey, uh, you know, what's going on with a stimulus check or the small business loan or, you know, uh, uh, and there's no real information. And it is a little frustrating when you read the news and you re read about some, pretty well funded public company like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse getting $20 yep. million dollars yep. in, in a loophole uh, when $20 million, if you, you know, even if you just took the $10,000 grants that they were given to small businesses, you know, you take that 20 million or, or half of that, that, that's a lot of small it's businesses. A lot of small out. businesses yeah. to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that, uh, you know, the money isn't necessarily going to the right places. And I'm just saying that because just in my interactions, like on Facebook and text and stuff, I know a bunch of people that have small businesses, one person, two, three, four people, and they're all kind of struggling to make it, to make it work. Especially Brandon. companies that work in the, in the event space, even the automotive event space, there are event planners, by the way, your, your, your cars and coffee events don't just happen without some people kind of putting that together. And, uh, and some of those people rely on a little bit on those deals as some income, right? There's, there's some advertising, some promotion, some booths to sell, things like that. Uh, without those happening, there's, there's, there's no money for those people. So no, um, it's a, you know, tough it, it, it's, it's tough. Um, and it's all relative, but hopefully, uh, in this kind of a scenario, people will learn to reinvent themselves and come up with different mode of operandi maybe during this downtime to better service themselves and service, you know, their customers and uh, figure out a better way to, to operate. So, yeah, I think it, I think it does teach us a, a, a lesson, uh, a little bit of, it just makes us more aware of things like this can happen and we need to you know, be, be conscious of how we handle that not just health wise, but financially, because that's yeah. what we're going to feel way longer than anything else is, is the financial aspect of it. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I wish everybody the best of luck. Uh, uh, you know, um, like I said, we're, we'll, we'll get through it and some people will, will get harder than others. And uh, you know, certainly anything we can do to help, we, we want to be able to do that. And 
and uh, I don't know, provide a little bit of distraction in the meantime, hopefully. So, uh, man, what's, 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 what's going on with the cars? You said you went and picked up the demon. Yeah, man. uh, November 9th, I think was the event date. If I remember correctly, but uh, you're right. The Saudi, the the Saudi, Saudi Arabia thing. That was the big uh, auction. Global auto salon or whatever it was. That's Uh, right. There was the auction over there and the big event, bunch of the, you know, bunch of the TV guys and uh, you know, from, from Discovery Channel and Motor Trend. Everybody went out there. It was sort of like a mini SEMA show, but a car auction as well. And you were you were looking to sell your car at the auction. Uh, but it Yeah, I was one of, the, one of the 450 people who, uh, who took a vehicle that, um, and we won't rehash the, the story behind it all, but let's just go on by saying that I originally thought that the delivery of the demon coming back from Saudi would be, you know, two or three months, mm-hmm. which is understandable. But uh, again, something affected by the, by, by the pa- pandemic. Um, I just got it today. So what's today? Mm-hmm. 21st, something like that. Every April, April 22nd, something yeah. like that. 22nd um, today. So yeah, that's uh that's a substantial amount of time to be without that vehicle. Fortunately, it still only has five miles on it, so I can't really complain. What does uh, interest me and baffle me at the same time is how there, how there happened to be a footprint on the roof of the car. I really don't even want to know the story, but um, hope, you know, thankfully there's no dent, no nothing like that. There's one scratch in the car. But, uh, yeah, I want to know the story behind the footprint on the roof. I don't, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess how they loaded it up or where they put it in. I don't know. God only knows. I don't even want to, like I said, I don't even want to touch on it. But thankfully, there's no no big dent on the roof and uh, nothing other than a little chip and a couple tiny scratches. Like I said, five miles on the car. So fortunately, I got it back home. Well, kind of home. Kind of home. Yeah, it's it's in the area. (laughs) It's in in storage, yes. It's It's in the area. So just to, uh, to back up a bit, people may not recall what car this is. When the Demon came out, you went to purchase two Demons. One that you were thinking of modifying and, and the narrative on the modifications changed. And then the other one was, little, was meant to be a, a time capsule car, a, a collectible piece. And we've already seen them trade at, at auction for for pretty decent money, especially for a new, you know, a fairly new muscle car, a car that often takes a while to, to really earn some money. It, it was a good investment. So you bought the green one, you have the F8 green one, right? That you've done some modifications on. And this one's black. This one's black, black. And, yeah. My uh, favorite, my favorite color. You know, <laughs> I, I thought the, I thought the first one, the one that I was going to, the, the one that I was going to keep, uh, number 37 was going to be the, the black one, but, uh, the colors kind of got switched and, um, I got that one first. And so I had to start driving it and, and mm-hmm. F8 was a pretty badass color, you know, unannounced, but unbeknownst to itself. But, um, so, you know, I still got the black one, the black one's bitching. It's got five miles on it. And, uh, yeah, I put it in the time capsule and the, uh, the car capsule in the time capsule. Yeah, or the time capsule in the car capsule, and then in the storage container, and then yes, uh, hopefully one of these days it'll be at quote unquote Goldberg's garage. But it has to ground has to be broken, and permits have to be you know everything's getting screwed up. I'm not going to complain, man, that the the building uh, process has been pushed back a little bit, but um, it'll happen. Yeah, it'll happen. I, you know all about that. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll happen. We're 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 doing some stuff over here with that as well. Uh, but my question about the car was, I was a little surprised when you were taking the car there to sell it anyway. But now that it didn't sell, does this? What's your thought on it? Is this? You, you may wait a while, let the economy recover, maybe bring it to another auction or look to sell it, or or is it going to be at home for a while? 
Oh, you know, I mean, fortunately, it's something to where I, I really don't have to make a decision right now. Yeah. Um, it can sit in storage for another six months before the garage is built. Hopefully, it'll sit in the garage for a little while. I mean, I could keep it six months. I could keep it six years. I could keep it 16 years. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll make the best decision based upon, you know, the current climate and, you know, what the, the foreseeable future looks like on the car. But um, fortunately, I don't have to get rid of it now. So it's it's interesting that a lot of these decisions often come down to storage space. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, Other and, put it well, put it this way: <laughs> other ones are, uh, uh, and and at the direction of my son. Yeah, um, others are reaching the chopping block way sooner than that car is. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it goes. I'm excited about the garage. Uh, you know, it's, it's no secret. Adam's been working on uh, a building out here in LA as well. Just a little bit more of a, of a showroom type of place uh, just to display some of the racing cars. And there's this, there's this loft kind of mezzanine that was built in there and it's beautiful. And it's got this uh, kind of a, uh, kind of a high-end like hangout place and and you know sort of a f- screening area and uh, and we talked about it. it was like this should all be just beautiful glass railing and a floating glass staircase and really have a big presence as you walk up there and then it overlooks you know all the cars down below and uh, uh, let me tell you. Uh, Getting stairs made and glass railing, you think it's so nice and simple. It's just glass and a couple of like stainless steel stanchions holding up. That shit's expensive. <laughs> well, not only is it expensive, but it's got to meet code. And then, you know, the weight has something to do with it. And then do you need one staircase or do you need two? And Right. You got to have two. You, you got to have another egress staircase, which will be more of a hidden one just built in the back and not, not the one that's presented. But yeah. Uh, especially in California, the building codes are big pain in the ass. What they made Adam build for this mezzanine is, is ridiculous. The glass has to all be a laminated glass and it has to have certain railings and certain heights and stuff. But, uh, you know, I got some, I got some renderings, some 3d renderings from the company that's building it. And, uh, this is kind of interesting. So we went around this several times with the guys in the shop, uh, uh, over here, uh, our guys in the shop, Sean and, and Jose is those guys kept saying, Hey, we, we can build this, you know, let's get the steel I beam. We'll make the backbone for the stairs. We'll make the, the steps. And then just, they could just go and buy and source a bunch of the glass pieces. Well, yeah. And I'm pissed that you didn't pick up the phone and call garage Mahal to come in and do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, uh, and but the reason why we didn't build it was because of, all the the codes and the inspections. These guys would do a great job. It wouldn't be any different, but are they certified welders? And is the inspector going to come in? And, and the inspector is going to look at the weld, but he really wants to see all the paperwork. And going with this company, uh, uh, it's no secret, it's a company called ViewRail that we like. Um, by going with them, they've done stuff pretty much all over the country. So they have the certifications, they have the paperwork, they have, you know, the glass meets a certain standard, the the rail height is a certain height, the backbone and the welds are all basically certified by their people in-house, you know. They're not, so, reading, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're not, and so what you're paying for is a lot of that paperwork to go along with it. So you can build it yourself, but if you want it legit and you want it permitted, uh, you 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 need to end up going with with somebody like this and why does it cost more money is because they already went through all the hassle of getting the certifications and all the time and money invested into it so i don't know it's kind of a kind of an interesting thing kind of a big so so just a just a disclaimer we're not sitting here bitching about you know our upper elitist problems we're bitching about things that fellow auto enthusiasts are going through at the same time on different levels um, yeah, I'm just, I just got the drawings for, for the building before, uh, uh, you know, all the engineering plans and everything was submitted. And 
I got to tell you, man, I don't, I mean, there's a couple things. I mean, it's taken a long time to get to, I mean, you know, all of this, it's yeah. taken a long time to get to where we are now. Yeah. I already know a couple things that I'm going to completely change, but it's like, when do I bring them to their attention so that the process continues along, you know, uh, at the pace that it's going and hopefully faster as opposed to me slowing it down to a cre- creeping halt again. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the tough, that was the tough primary. part. It's yeah. when it has to get resubmitted, like to the inspectors, when the plans have to get submitted, uh, anytime it gets sent back to the state or the city or, or whatever, that's where the, all the, the time comes in. <laughs> so any changes you need to make, make with your architects and your designers now. Well, uh, and then, and then look at, look at the process yeah. under the circumstances right now, which is not going to be um, time effective by any right. stretch of imagination. Yeah. So. N- nothing is moving quickly. That's for sure. Um, but uh, what, what you were saying about like, you know, we're just saying if, if anybody's thinking about building anything and you're obviously building it the right way and you're building it to, to, to code, if you can, you know, when you're sort of forced to do that, um, this isn't about is it safe or is it not safe because we overbuild everything that we're building anyway. There are welders, our guys, I-beams, forklifts. We've got all that stuff over there already. Um, but, you know, we were planning for a long time this big car cast live event, the car show and everything at the Peterson Museum. And part of that was, was uh, a charity ticket that you can come and tour the garage. We did it last year. We, we, I think we did 50 tickets exclusively. Um, and we knew the new garage would never be done in time for the event that we planned. Well, you should have raffled off. Well, well next time you, well, depending upon the time of the event, you can raffle off 50 tickets of people that can pick up a freaking hammer and a screwdriver. <laughs> and That's what we should do. Like, come on over and work <laughs> on the place. Um, but now that it looks like the, the event is postponed indefinitely, we will do it. I just don't know exactly when. Uh, it's, it's far more likely that the new shop will be on the schedule to tour. So anybody that's even, that came out last year and saw, uh, the old shop and tour around, saw the cars there, the new tickets will be for the new place. That much I can almost guarantee because the stairs are going to be done in a few months. It's going to be, we're starting the manufacturing on it talk to the, the epoxy floor coating guys and what we're doing. I got some samples coming out. I'm doing kind of special with that. Um, and uh, uh, a lot, a lot being put into it because we're not in a rush. I could go to these guys and go, send me the samples. And, and I, you know, I want it, I want it to be shiny, but I don't want it, you know, to have a lot of footprints on the floor. And, and we came up with a tile. You know, it's funny is, is the whole thing is a fairly new building and the cement is in really great shape. So they're just going to go in and cut it and prep it. And they're going to do an epoxy. Uh, uh, basically, like the main showroom area will be a light gray and then the work area will be a, a white. And then none of the fleck or any of that other stuff's going down. It's going to have a little bit of metallic and it's going to be interesting because then the top coat will be a satin top coat. It won't be a high gloss because the high gloss really just shows the imperfections and dirt and footprints even just throughout the week. So the satin hides it a lot, but the metallic underneath does reflect some of the light. So you'll get some sheen to it that is easier to clean. So imagine, uh, imagine a, a, a car or truck with a really good silver paint job, which has a lot of metallic in it. But then you sprayed a satin clear coat over it. You would have that frosted look, but the light would shine off of those, those flakes in the paint. So all of our, our LEDs and stuff that are all that light the whole place up are also dimmable. So when you do an event, you can put a little more attention on some cars or bring some attention down in in some areas. It's going to be, it's going to be kind of interesting. It's, Sounds like you're describing a disco. I know. It's going to be, it's going to, we're excited about it. How could you not be, right? Because I know like as you're sitting there and you're starting to get the plans and stuff, once they start throwing like the 3D renderings your way. I'm, I'm so way overwhelmed, dude. Are you kidding me? Oh, from, from the material to, uh, 
from the flooring, which thank God we've already got a tile that we're doing. Yeah. Um, okay. To the, to the, each bay is going to be different, right? Yeah. So yeah, you I mean, it's going to have before. a theme, and it's good, and the decor is not going to be the same exact throughout. So you got to. There's, I mean, there's so much to go into, but once I can get well. Once I get to those final finishing touches, I'll be ecstatic. I just want to see the freaking pad put down, you know, to be honest with you at this point. So um, once the pad's down, it's going to start rolling. It's a different structure, too, because they they complete the structure. They engineer and and erect the structure um, in Kentucky, you know, first, um, and then bring it out here. So they they deconstruct it and then you know put it on big trucks and bring the thing out here. So it's uh, man, it's such an involved process. But those finishing touches, I can't wait to get to those. Yeah, it's going to be great. I I'm I'm curious about the tile when you get into it because I asked these guys. I said, hey, we've painted floors before and did it ourselves, even with sort of an epoxy paint, as they say, and uh, difficult to clean, stains a bit, does peel up a little bit. And I said, I, I, I said, I need the floors done bulletproof. I need it not just so I can roll cars in and out. Like we need to roll the forklift in there and yeah. with that hard wheel and the whole thing. And these guys are like, yeah, we can do it. We've got the epoxy. There's three layers to it. And uh, each, each layer for, for about the size of this building, it's about half your size is, is about a day of, of work. So the prep where they, they kind of cut it and grind it all down. That's just a whole day. And then the first layer of epoxy is a whole day. And then the metallic is a day. And then the top coat's a day. And then it takes uh, 24 hours before you can just walk on it, but then a couple days before you can actually put any weight on it. So uh, if we started the process on a Monday, we can start rolling in gear the following Monday, but it's, it's a full week of, of doing it to do it right. And I said, great. I said, because as they're going to do the floors before we finish the, the, the stairs and everything. And I said, but it needs to be bulletproof so I could roll a forklift in there holding giant I beams. And the guy's like, it's going to be fine. I was like, great. (laughs) You know, uh, so hopefully you guys are getting like a tile or something. That's also like super durable. Oh yeah, no, I told on. you. I told you at one point about a, a, a business down the road called Mark Motors. They deal in, in high end exotics, but the mm-hmm. owner's got uh, uh, a muscle car bug. So he and his son have a building next door. You call it a building, but it's another yeah. showroom, and you know it's probably got twenty lifts in it, and it's full of muscle cars, um, old you know, 60s, 70s muscle cars. So, and the floor in there is, is that tile that I'm going to replicate in mine. And uh, it, man, it's durable. It's been in there for, I think the guys had it in there for two or three years Had absolutely no complaints, no chipping, no um, structural damage, you know, when, when big lifts are brought in or trucks or, uh, uh, you know, I don't yeah. know, what do, you, what do you call it? A little, uh, little tractor vehicle that, to bring those things in, but um, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. It's beautiful. It's like a dark, it's like a chocolate brown. It's not a lot of sheen on it. Um, I'll get some pictures of it, man. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. And you know, unfortunately, I'm having to do a large area, but uh, we we got a really good deal on it. So yeah, um, I, I I know first this time, company. First time I've ever gone with a tile. I've done everything else. But first time I've gone to the tile. So we'll yeah, I, I'd love to see the renderings and stuff that uh, maybe you'll throw it up on your uh, social media at some point. And just uh, give I can't. Some- that's, that's one of those things where I'm proud of it. And, you know, Metron Garage uh, yeah. has bent over, you know, backwards and all the other sponsors with it. But, you know, I think once it's finished, you know, I'm going to obviously I'll probably shoot a shower there, show yeah. or two there. But uh, um I don't know, man. That's a fine line between, you know what I'm talking about. I can't put it out there and go, hey, man, check out this cool thing that I've been working my ass off for my entire life. And, you know, the first 10 comments are going to be, what a dick, man. What a show off. So, you know, it's 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 a really fine line. It's kind of of an unfair uh, 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 
comment, but it's, it's, it's going to happen either way. And, and I, I'd hate to think that, uh, you know, the trollers and stuff out there and the, are the, are, we're kind of ruin it for everybody else, but, um, no, you can't give them uh, the time of day. At no. the end, of, at the end of the day, yes, I'm going to post a bunch of stuff. But um, matter of fact, man, you get you got me. Uh, <laughs> you got me thinking about it. I'll, I'll post something on Goldberg's Garage with the, one of the renderings here in the next week. All right, we'll be looking forward to it. Um, just a shout out to our friends at Dodge with Dodge Power Dollars for every horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle that you purchase, you'll get ten dollars off. It's appealing out in a 2019 Dodge Charger RT Scat Pack. No problem. You just got $4,580 off. Uh, good. We need that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's, that's good. Uh, the garage stuff is kind of fun. Um, uh, like you said, it's, it's going to be filmed at some point. It's going to be a location to film stuff. And, and our, our garage, again, it's, it's, it's all Adam's garage, but uh, – uh, you know, that'll be a place that we, we will have some events and we'll do some charity events and we'll do some tours uh, and it'll be available for, you know, sort of the car show stuff. Um, you know, we, we do want to be able to, to let people in there and show it off. It's not going to be normally open to the public. Uh, we get a lot of requests for that. It's just, we just don't have people in there all the time that, that are ready to just give tours. Uh, I, I, you know, I wish, I wish we could. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's on not his, it's, it's not on his property. Right. It's, it's not, it's not on his property. Yeah. That's the other thing is, uh, and, and, and LA is so tough to do that. Everybody we know out here that even has a little bit of a collection, Bruce Meyer at the Peterson museum, his place, and you know, everything's just sort of distant and kind of offsite or even multiple locations. And uh, so space is always, always the thing as you build up your car collection, even if you have a bunch of, you know, $12,000 $12,000 cars like I do and not $12,000 so, cars. <laughs> so along those lines, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but you know, while people are sitting at home and they don't have a lot of things to do, <clears throat> I'm not one to uh, promote being on the internet any more than you have to, but what is your, uh, what, what's your, what, what is the absolute coolest garage in LA? Um, I'm not, you know, obviously Leno's, but what, what is the most visually spectacular? I, I thought I saw one, a building and I sent you some pictures of it. I think that's in Malibu. That's like a glass structure and it's all modern sports cars and it's, yeah. it's a club, I think. Um, or, or is there, it privately owned? I don't know. Yeah, you know, there what was one on a property and it came up because, uh, it was a car collector, but it was a house for sale, and and the owner did have enough land to build a, a garage, uh, and it it had quite a few cars in it, ten or twelve cars in it. It wasn't twenty thousand square foot garage. Nah, this was- this was a this was a twenty like a twenty thousand square foot deal. It was all open, um, all modern. Where that is exotics. Yeah. I think it's in Mal. I don't know if it's in Malibu, but it's it. You it, the 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 road drives around. It's like a, a corner turn that goes around the structure, and it's mostly mostly glass. Huh. Um, I'm just first of all, you got to find that, and second of all, what's your favorite place to go check out cars in the LA area? Is it is it the the Peterson? Well, the Peterson has a great collection and the building that they redid is, is fantastic. So that's a great place. Um, uh, and actually a, a, a good looking museum that I, I believe I'm going to be touring or filming somewhere at, uh, at some point, I've just seen all the pictures is the Mullen museum in, in Oxnard. Now, Peter Mullen is also like the chairman of the, uh, of the uh, Peterson museum, but he has his own, museum it's a lot of older french cars the bugattis and and, mm-hmm. and things like that um but uh he he's the guy that there was this great story about this uh bugatti that somebody was trying to bring back to a different country and there was some tax issue and they couldn't do it so they 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 were just going to throw it in the ocean but they're like we may want oh, this shit. someday so 
somehow they, they used like a big chain and they tied this chain onto the car and they threw the car in the ocean and it was supposed to dangle on a chain like 30 feet below the water. And eventually the chain broke and it fell like 180 feet, like almost oh, unobtainable. And then it sat there for, I don't know, since, I don't know, 1925 or 35 or something like that forever. And then, I don't know, like 2008 or nine, there was this excavation to pull it out of the water. And when that happened, Peter Mullen knew about it. He knew he had to have the car. There was a, you know, a few bids on it. And uh, he pulled it out, didn't do anything like to it. It just pulled it out like a sunken treasure. And they have all these video and photos of it underwater. And it was a whole dive team and whole thing. So now when you go to the Mullen Museum, there's, it's beautiful and it's well lit and all these beautifully <laughs> restored cars that are on the podiums. But then he has this room that's super dark and sitting on this podium and, and dark with just some, some accent lighting is this rusted bucket Bugatti. But in the background, is just like photos of the underwater thing. It's, 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 uh, yeah, here's, here's a little bit of, uh, we're, wow. we're looking at it now in our zoom thing. He built this beautiful room and I, I would imagine this place is, is, it's just fantastic. And he said, it's funny, he said, everybody comes to see the, like the one of two Bugatti, that one Pebble Beach. But when they leave, they're all talking about this car instead. Yeah. And uh, so this place is fantastic. Um, but uh, the other place that you're thinking of is, is I don't know if I can send this to, to, to Chris on the... Uh, on the chat, but I, there is a, a place in uh, Malibu uh, that it has this super garage. And this might be what you're talking about. There's a place in Malibu with this big, crazy garage. Um, Chris can put up the, uh, the image. It is, uh, it was a house for sale. This is the one I was thinking. I don't know if it's the one you were thinking. It's 7,000 square feet. Um, it, it's home to 25, uh, cars. Uh, it has an 800 square foot second floor, uh, that's, mezzanine. That's that, bitching. Yeah, that's bitching, but that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. So that's this place, really but this is on somebody's property. This has an, eight, an 800 square foot, like apartment on the second floor, with, you know, uh, it's a bedroom, bathroom and the whole thing. And, uh, this is the one that I was thinking of. We're looking at the photos. Um, and even to have something like that on your property, especially out here is, uh, uh, is, 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 yeah, is, is a lot. Um, the listing says, unfortunately the 14 cars that were in there, they're not included when you buy the house. <laughs> they can <laughs> at guess, least throw one of them. Yeah, I know. Right. I guess if you're going to be spending a uh, 10 million on that, on that house, uh, you, you can go get a few of your own cars. Um, anyway, so the Mullen museum is, is top notch. Um, there is, uh, uh, Bruce Myers collection that we've talked about before. You know, Bruce, I, I, oh, yeah. I believe, uh, Bruce, um, Bruce Myers business, I believe these days is largely real estate. So the Ro- Rodeo drive and Beverly drive, the most expensive shopping streets out there, um, He's for a long time owned a bunch of those properties and leases them out to the various stores. That's how I understand it. And so his garage is right off of Beverly Boulevard. It's the block next Rodeo. Rodeo and Beverly, again, the two big streets. And it was, I believe it was the first parking garage. It was like a, you know, a multi-level parking garage. Uh, the first one in Beverly Hills and he got it and he sort of enclosed it and added an elevator, a car lift to it instead of driving up the ramps and, uh, and turned it into his private car collection garage. So you drive down Beverly Boulevard, you don't see a car collection or garage. You see like a high end store, like, I don't know, a Louis Vuitton or Gucci or something. And then there's like a small, like, like, like taco place and a couple of glass doors that go to an office building, those glass doors, you open that, you go up some stairs and there's some offices where he runs his business and then you keep walking and then 
you're into his garage, which is the parking garage in this brick building in the middle of the street. I have no idea what the property and the land is worth. God and, only knows in that location. Yeah, and in the back alley where people, you know, would load things into the various stores, he has a garage door there, and there's a car lift elevator, so he can pull cars out there. And he redid it a few years ago. Uh, we filmed there. We were the first to film there. Adam and I went and took a tour there, and he's like, "I, it's not fully done yet." It was a funny story because we kept saying, "Hey, Bruce, let us into your garage. Let us in. We want to film." car cast and finally he said yes and then we posted the video and people loved it and said i you know he did such a great job or you know redoing it restoring the place and then i talked to him and he's like guys he's like i didn't know the video was going to be so popular all my friends have been asking to come over and see the garage uh, are all like how come uh how come Corolla Deandria were there with with cameras? I haven't even been invited over there yet. And he's like, I'm sorry, they kept bugging me, and they just had cameras going, and they got a kind of a first look for it. Uh, but also, the cars in there are are what make it. Um, it's not about having the most cars. It's just all of his cars that he has are like Lama winners. He has like the Cobra that won Lama, the Ferrari that won Lama. Even the modern day, like Pratt & Miller uh, Corvette, that won Le Mans. So, like, he has, like, a row of cars, and you're like, Le Mans winner, Le Mans winner, Le Mans winner. Any car that's worth $5 million, it's 15 or 20 because it's the Le Mans winner, right? So that's what his collection is. I can't imagine – I don't know. I guess if you walked around and just said, hey, Bruce, give me an estimate on that car and that car and that car and that car – it would just be a dozen cars and be hundreds of millions. Of yeah, I couldn't even begin to fathom what that price tag would be. Yeah, and and he does a lot of of taking them out of that collection and and bringing cars to share over at the Peterson Museum as well as well. So he does share a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, so people do get to see the cars. Uh, you know, when when he wants to move them from one to the other and he's Bruce Meyer. Right. So he just takes whatever. It doesn't matter if it's a race car street legal and he just drives it down Beverly Boulevard <laughs> down to Fairfax into the Peterson museum. And, and the cops are like, Oh yeah, that's just Bruce Meyer, I guess. I don't I don't know how it works, but when you're sort of the unofficial mayor of Beverly Hills, I guess you get away with stuff like that. It's good to be nice, nice to be Bruce. Yeah. It's nice to be Bruce. Um, uh, anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap some uh, things up in a, in a second. But um, uh, that was know, one of the yard workers coming in. Uh, I was gonna put them on, you know, screen for uh, essential workers and pat them on the back. But it was only Wanda. <laughs> it was Wanda on a tractor. With a- well, kind of, yeah, <laughs> close. Um. We uh we we're big fans of 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 McLaren and um, that's no secret over here and uh, McLaren's doing some testing that is kind of interesting. So McLaren announced that uh, all of their cars will be hybrid of some sort uh, eventually. Um, now, don't be don't be fooled by that term. We mean hybrid in the in the performance sense of the word, not hybrid in the in the in in the you know, the sense of, of Toyota Prius kind of sense of the word. Um, uh, more like uh, Acura NSX and McLaren P1. And the first of their hybrid uh, series may be uh, one of the sports cars, so possibly the 570S. What's going to be interesting is just how they do the engines. We're not exactly sure, but um, we're pretty sure they've been working on a, a twin-turbo V6 engine, which could pair nicely to a hybrid powertrain, let's say the turbo V6 in the rear, powering the rear wheels, throw a couple electric motors on the front wheels, and you've got a McLaren version of the NSX. And then maybe sort of the bigger cars, let's say the 720 versions, the supercar versions, could probably still keep their, their uh, uh, I believe, four liter twin turbo V8 and then add some hybrid power to it. So maybe the the way to differentiate the sports car series, they're arguably entry-level McLarens from the supercar series, would be the V6 power versus the V8 power. But I'm down. It doesn't matter to me now, the V6, V8 power. If you make it sound good and the performance numbers are there, I'm 
I'm okay with, I, I don't have to be the whole, like, if it doesn't have a V8. It's uh, got to fit, fit the certain criteria and that's all, you know, yeah. just like, just like you said. Uh, we, we talked about it before. Uh, Aston Martin is, uh, you know, Aston Martin has the 12 cylinders and the eight cylinders that they source from AMG. And uh, they're going to stop doing that. I think AMG is not even going to make an eight cylinder. They're going to run out of engines. So Aston Martin has been developing a very cool uh, turbo V6 uh, in-house. And they're saying that it'll probably almost always be mated up to some sort of electric powertrain as well. So a uh, similar path uh, to McLaren, but instead of all cars being uh, a hybrid version, Aston Martin may see V6 with electric uh, power and the V12 twin turbo on its own as just a naturally aspirated power version. So I don't know, it's kind of, kind of interesting um, uh, to see what they do, but uh, they're super fun to drive. I, I've been such a fan of, of the McLarens. Um, when you get in them, they are, uh, they are addicting to. They're a dream, man. Are you yeah. kidding me? That's the pinnacle of a sports car. If you ask me, but um, uh, so that changes daily these days. Yeah. Uh, all right. So before we wrap it up, how about a little Tesla news? This is not, I'm not picking on Tesla. This is not Tesla bad news. This is Tesla. <laughs> just factual this, news. This is it. Just reporting news. This is news news is what's going on with the Tesla Cybertruck. Uh, and I, it's, can you say that sentence without laughing? <laughs> because it's tough to sort of like not set it up and go, you know, the really great display where they have this goofy <laughs> looking giant thing and they threw the rock at it or the BB or whatever it was and it broke the window the and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> a little bit of credit, man. It had a little weight to it. It, yeah, was, at least, right. it was at least a, uh, it was a loo, it was a, a fishing weight. Yeah, there you go. It was like yeah, it was like a, it was almost like a a, a lure or something. Um, no, they're uh, uh, they're we we knew when he made the announcement that he's like we don't even know how we're going to build it and it's going to change a little bit, but by all means, give us a deposit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so what he's saying is is it needs to have some off road capability. So they're saying they've been working a lot on the air spent air suspension, the travel for it. Uh, they want much better off-roading capabilities. And, uh, uh, and, and he quote, he said, this needs to kick butt in Baja. So, um, yeah, good luck with that. I, I don't know what that really means or if he intends on, on actually doing a, a race at the Baja 1000 or something. Well, like to be that, able to take him, to be able to take him seriously, dissect that sentence a little bit. It has to, has to perform a little bit off-road, and then it's got to compete and be able to do well. I think there's a yeah. wide discrepancy there. But but I don't know what his intention is. Is Are you trying to make a, a good truck, a work truck, something that the most of the audience would do? Or are you trying to do like a Ford Raptor, right? right? This is the reason why Ford has several variations of the truck but anyway it'll be interesting to see what he does and and i'm sure there could be options to it maybe there's an off-road version not a not a not just a street version of it but also he's saying that overall um there's going to be a reduction in size of approximately three percent so the truck that we know is very big uh, will come down a little bit. The center line is more level and a lower window sill height. Um, I don't know if he means the overall belt line of the truck, which seems kind of high, but uh, uh, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. I'm just um, going to say it. Who gives a shit? Right. It's, it's, I'm it's, sorry. Uh, it, it's going to... Anyway, I, I got nothing else. I got nothing else. That's it. Move. That, that's all I got. All I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, uh, our friends at I'm Dodge. Sorry, um, uh, our friends at Dodge. Uh, give your local Dodge dealer a call that where they bring you uh, performance, technology, and great deals. There's never been a better time now because right now Dodge is offering power dollars. And uh, with power dollars, you get $10 off for each horsepower of your new ride. Uh, every 2019 Dodge Charger, every 2019 Dodge Challenger, 
Uh, the Dodge, uh, the, the 2019 Dodge Charger RT Scat Pack with 485 horsepower. You pick one of those up and you receive an almost $5,000 cash allowance. So if you get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. So uh, hurry over to, uh, to your computer or your phone, dial up your local Dodge dealer and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. Um, all right, so uh, I, think, I, think, I think we're all wrapped up, man. Um, uh, I say if you're not gonna at least take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars, call your local dealer and have them deliver a red eye to your house so you can test drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do just do that? By the way, uh, we we talk about Dodge, but we you know there's there's some deals going on with uh, with Jeep and uh, the Gladiator and stuff. Oh my God, I was just going to mention that to you. You know, my my brother called me and he's like, "Yeah, my my truck is dying. I might get something else." And I'm you know, you know, what about ten year old this or ten year old that? I was like, right now the hot ticket is the is the new cars. You you can go, you can deal. You're getting good financing. You're they're they're furlonging some payments. They're covering some payments. You might not have a payment for six months on yeah. on some of these car companies. I think Ford as well. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot going on there. Um, so if uh, if you need something or want something and you have the means to do it, it's not a terrible time to buy. Uh, all right, so let's wrap it up. And uh, uh, next week, oh, next week. We are going to have a guest on our show. He's going to be zooming in. Um, uh, Russell, I believe his name is. Uh, he's the head of design for Lotus, and he'll will be joining us uh, from I, I probably from home, but from the UK. So uh, us being uh, uh, I will be getting a Lotus Evora GT to test drive, and then we will be ringing up uh, the guys from Lotus and hearing about what they've got going on their crazy supercar new financing new ownership um they've got a lot of plans so i'm interested to to uh to getting into to to hearing about that uh, Me too. yeah it'll be fun so let's uh we'll prepare for that for next week so tune in for next week as well all right thanks guys uh for myself and chris who's around and and uh, and bill thanks for uh I, I heard a lot of birds at the beginning but i don't hear them anymore so maybe it was no, a lot man. of work went by with the leaf blower or the traffic or the track or the tractor or whatever <laughs> i had the longhorns gonna you know stage so that they were gonna walk behind me and stuff and nobody got their cue this morning so i'll see you about next week all right uh until next time uh keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel for the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Again, we have a big show next week with our friends from Lotus. Uh, before we wrap it up, a reminder about GEICO. Whether you own your home or rent your home, it doesn't matter. Bundling policies with GEICO is super easy. You can bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing because you have so much to do around your home already. Why not do this? It's easy. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Visit GEICO.com. That's GEICO.com. 